the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason. Touting a new partnership with Indo-Pacific leaders, President Biden delivering his opening remarks at the Association of Southeast Asian Nations meeting in Cambodia, meeting of the so-called ASEAN Group. ASEAN is the heart of my administration's Indo-Pacific strategy, and we continue to strengthen our commitment to work in lockstep with an empowered, unified ASEAN. Today, we take another critical step, beginning a new era in our cooperation. Monday, we'll find Mr. Biden in Indonesia. That's where he'll meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping on the sidelines of the G20 summit. The Democrats are edging closer to keeping control of the U.S. Senate. This with Democrat Mark Kelly's victory in Arizona. The Nevada governorship, meanwhile, has been flipped from blue to red. This is SRN News. Brandon Tatum doesn't mince words. Let let me tell you this. I'm going to say this. Some people ain't going to like me saying this. There are a few things that don't exist. There's no such thing as non-binary that does not exist. You were born XX or XY. Man, you may not like it. You may not. You may. You may wish you were in a different body. But in reality, you're either a male or a female. The Officer Tatum Show, afternoons at five on AM twelve eighty, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. My name is Gabe. Glad to have you along today. And if you're heading out to the Gopher Northwestern game, which is honestly where I wish I was, let's take a look at your weather today. Uh, scattered flurries and a high of 31. Sunday, increasing clouds and a high of 31 as well. But then the snow comes in on Sunday, and the snow continues into Monday, into Monday night, Tuesday, and Tuesday night before it scatters off on Wednesday. The following program was pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, and sometimes just plain annoying institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, since February of 2002. That's right, 20.5 years now and counting, uh, dominating the C-list level of Twin Cities blogs. Uh, Happy to have kept my blog going, by the way, in light of recent news uh, over this past couple of years. I wish more of you had done the same, those of you who were involved in the conservative blog circuit back in the 2000s. Sometimes I think my logic just is is too even too good even for me to follow. Sometimes, anyway, we'll talk about that later on here. All right, perhaps another show when we start talking about social media. Anyway, this is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, going on its nineteenth year on the air, which blows my mind every time I say it. Uh, almost a generation of dominating all Twin Cities media, uh, broadcast, print, and and all others. Uh, to bring you the truth as we see it. And by the way, if you disagree with me, I've, I have come up with a whole new crop of detractors this past week on social media. The last two weeks posting uh, the facts about Minnesota elections uh, nationwide to some extent, but mostly Minnesota elections. And boy, have I got a bumper crop of detractors. And, and I will say a few of them are modestly literate and and civil and and kind of keep things in perspective. It was kind of refreshing to see that there's DFLers out there who who don't treat dissent as a sign that you're you're coming for their family. 
but they are rare indeed, at least on social media, which, let's be honest, brings out the worst in everyone. Well, we'll come back to that in a bit here. Jack Tomzak, the new guy, coming up at 3 o'clock today. Brad Carlson, 1 o'clock tomorrow here on AM 12A, The Patriot. And, of course, King Banyan, uh, the King Banyan radio show every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, the place to go for the best commentary in the world, the world, period, uh, when it comes to uh, a, uh, economics. What's the subject in economics? Thank you very much. It's been a long week. I'm still getting over Tuesday night in so many ways. It was, first of all, let me say, that was our 10th election night broadcast. And I think it's of the 10, I think it was the 8th that we've spent at some form of GOP victory party. Uh, I have to go back and look at the records, but I think 2004 and probably 2006 we were in the studio. I think starting in 2008, we started to go uh, hang out at the GOP victory parties. 2010, of course, one of the most memorable nights I've ever spent uh, in front of a microphone. That was the night where the GOP swept to the, well, not the trifecta. We came within 8,000 votes, I believe, of the trifecta in 2010. Tom Emmer, election stolen from him by Tom Horner, an ersatz fake Potemkin Republican, basically a liberal and uh, Arnie Carlson close, who essentially, when you get down to the end of the day, that's what settled the 2010 election. The GOP won the House and the Senate and completely clobbered Barack Obama uh, nationwide. It was a glorious night. That was the night when Michelle Bachman stepped off the, the network TV stage with Fox News and was starting to walk towards the clutch of TV reporters, the local TV and newspaper reporters, and swung a hard left and walked straight over to the Narn table and sat down with us for a segment or two. That was one of the finest times I have ever spent on the radio in my life. We've had our ups and downs. That was an up. 2012 was a down. We knew it was going to be a downer of an evening going in. We had probably the worst setup I've ever sat through at a radio station anywhere in my life. Yes, worse than the 1982 Foster County Fair where I basically sat next to uh, the at, at the, ra- the little local radio station that I was working at had us set up next to uh, one of the cattle booths. So I broadcast for, I think, 12 hours in four days uh, next to overwhelming smell of cow droppings on a 95-degree day. That was exactly as fun as it sounds like. Actually, it was a lot of fun. It just smelled god-awful. This one here... Probably more towards the lower end of the spectrum. Although I have to say, I had a blast as always, being up at the uh, at the table with myself, uh, Jack Tomzak, Brad Carlson, and of course our new friends Liz Collin from Alpha News and Kendall Qualls, an old friend but also with Alpha News. Had a great time broadcasting. Got our first uh, taste at really professionally done video casting. That was so much fun. I mean the the the, the camera. Let's just face it, Brad Carlson and Jack Tomzak look good on camera. And me, well, I still have a voice for radio. Anyway, that was a lot of fun and such a pleasure working with Liz and Kendall. That was and the whole crew from Alpha News, their their production staff was top notch. Steve Schmidt, our uh, technical guy out there at the studio at the uh, site was awesome. And of course, John the Conciliar back here at the studio. We had, we had a technically flawless broadcast and enjoyable as all of them are at least in terms of pure joy of being on the air. Now, in terms of election results, yeah, not so much. It was, it was a dreadful night for Minnesota Republicans, and exactly why we'll spend some time talking about, because the recriminations have been bouncing back and forth. And uh, the, there's some of the usual scapegoats are out there being, well, scapegoated. We'll talk about those a little later on. I think we can talk about, other than the Minnesota GOP, who were the three biggest losers uh, on Tuesday night. The first, uh, number three, I'd have to say, is uh, Trafalgar polling. I mean, and perhaps I'm being a little too harsh on, as uh, as as Tony Dow would say, a little too harsh on the beaver, uh, where the beaver equals Trafalgar polling, because all polling really just was kind of dreadful. And there's a strong case to be made that none of it is worth looking at anymore other than as campaign propaganda. Trafalgar, as we discussed several times in previous weeks here, as I hedged my bets like mad on this election, Trafalgar polling had some secret sauce, like all pollsters do. That was David Brower's term for it, by the way. Trafalgar polling's secret sauce hit the right numbers, 
and and called the 2016 election more closely than pretty much anyone. They were a little off in 2020, but they were still considered one of the top flight pollsters. Well, their early October poll here in Minnesota showing uh, Scott Jensen ahead within the margin of error and Jim Schultz and Ryan Wilson significantly ahead of their DFL challenges, clearly not sampled right. Trafalgar polling was a uh, complete, uh, well, it, it led us astray. It led us uh, into into perhaps overconfidence. And when I say us, I mean a lot of Republicans. And I don't mean to brag. I, I was holding out a little bit of, uh, I mean, I certainly had some hope that they were right, but some of the things about the Trafalgar poll that that came out just before the a month before the election had me kind of concerned that we were we were being I don't know smoke was being blown up our collective skirt uh, for starters the sampling which is really the the, the heart and soul of uh, not not the sampling the uh, the, the cross tabs showed a, uh, I don't know, an imbalance, I think it's fair to say, in the numbers that they were considering as part of their turnout model, as part of their voting model, and I, I, I didn't quite ring true for me. I was hopeful. I thought, boy, I hope they're right, which is another way of saying, I'm not sure they're right. I don't know that, uh, I don't know that any other poll was a whole lot better. I mean, certainly in retrospect, Survey USA, which was showing, I believe, uh, uh, Jensen and and Burke down, I think, six to eight points. Certainly came out more accurate in the end. But Trafalgar, I think, was one of the big losers of the evening. By the way, I think one thing that uh, we need to remember as Republicans in the future is whenever we see third parties that ostensibly should be taking votes away from the Democrats, I, I said this before the election. I remember saying this last week on the show. The Trafalgar poll was showing, I think, something close to 8 or 9% of the vote at that time going to Socialist Workers Party, just under, uh, right around a point and change. Uh, Some points going to both of the legal marijuana parties and uh, just shy of a point, I think, maybe 0.4, 0.5 points going to the Alliance Reform Party, which is basically what Jesse Ventura's party has morphed into uh, since he left office. And since it lost major party status, the I voiced my concern on this broadcast last week and in social media and on the blog that the Democrat vote would come home, that those three, uh, four parties, actually socialist workers, the two pot parties and uh, the Jesse party were a bunch of people, probably mostly kids who were flirting with the idea of exercising some independent thought in responding to a pollster, or maybe just pranking a pollster, who knows, but that they would come home for the election. Based on my theory, and I I will say this theory here, that Democrat, and I say this with all due respect and no real intent to condescend, that, that Democrat voters have an overwhelming tendency to be mindless herd animals who obey orders. And I, and, I, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. When told to come in and vote for whoever the party says to vote, they will do it. I mean, you've seen this in election after election. And it's not just aimed at Republicans. You look at the 2018 DFL primary where the activists spoke and nominated and endorsed Aaron Murphy, Aaron May Quaid for governor, lieutenant governor, and Matthew Pelican for attorney general. The DFL brought in its goons and its money and said, no, we really want Waltz and Flanagan and Keith Ellison in those offices. And there were also other endorsements as well that were just as far out. And by golly, the DFL came out there. The the, the DFL electorate came out and did what Ken Martin told them to do. And so when I say the typical DFL voter has the independent critical thought of a Holstein being shoved down the chute towards McDonald's, I don't mean that in an insulting way. I mean that with all the respect that that assessment is due to them as people. I'm not using this, by the way, as an attack on their humanity. I'm just using it as, as, I think, a fairly clinical assessment of the level of critical thought and reasoning they bring to the process. 
Anyway, loser number one, I'm number three in my list of top three, Trafalgar polling, and really by extension, most polling everywhere in the country, used by all of the media. But Trafalgar, certainly here in Minnesota, was the biggest loser, as the saying used to say. No, that was not Donald Trump's show. Uh, more about Donald Trump and game shows and TV and the biggest losers of this election when we come back. This is Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Oh, yeah, we'll be right back. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hey, if you're like most people, you're feeling like the wealth you've built is under attack. Hi, I'm Matt Tram with Tram Law Firm, and I am a lifelong Patriot listener and Hillsdale College graduate. My greatest passion is helping my clients achieve peace of mind when it comes to all of their estate planning matters. My clients do not want their assets and families exposed to lengthy court procedures, public scrutiny, and unnecessary costs and taxes when they pass away. If you, too, are interested in legally protecting your family, please call to schedule your complimentary estate plan review. On the call, we'll discuss your specific situation and how these issues may impact you. Look us up online at tramlawfirm.com. That's T as in Tom, R-A, double M as in Mary. That's tramlawfirm.com. And give us a call at 651-967-4151 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That's 651-967-4151. From one Patriot listener to another, I look forward to speaking with you soon. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature. But everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-719-5491. 800-719-5491. That's 800-719-5491. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Indeed. Hey, don't forget a November Regnery Book of the Month. Justice Corrupted, How the Left Weaponized Our Legal System by Ted Cruz. Check it out. The DOJ needs to be safeguarded and our government has got to be held accountable. A a move which took a big blow nationwide this past week. Win an autographed copy of the Freedom Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Do it! Because... Regnery Publishing, by the way, uh, is owned by the same uh, div- people that, that own Salem Media Group, which are the people who bring you this very broadcast. Uh, check it out. A lot of good uh, books coming out right now. By the way, I'm looking to try and get Liz Collin on the show one of these days. We'll see if she does weekends. Anyway, uh, so we're talking about the three biggest losers. I should point out, 651-289-4488. Uh, if you are one of my 
bumper crop of new detractors, I will tell you this with all sincerity. Uh, feel free to call 651-289-4488. Your calls go to the front of the line if there's a line. And on a day like today, there could very well be a line. I take dissenters, people who argue with me, people who disagree with me first. I'm cordial. I treat you like a human being. Uh, I do something that the 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 what was the leftover excuse for a progressive talk station uh, does, which I'm told still exists. They don't do. You don't get on the air. You you got no voice there. You got a voice here. Bring your A game because I don't want no scrubs. But as I think Donald Trump said. But yeah, would we'll, uh, love to have you call in six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the biggest loser, uh, number three, I should say, Trafalgar polling. This secret sauce seems to have hit its shelf date really, really hard. It was completely useless this last election. It predicted nothing correctly, at least in Minnesota. Number two loser, Minnesota taxpayers. And by taxpayers, I mean the ones who actually pay the taxes. The fraud will go significantly un- unpunished. I mean, feeding our future will become uh, a subject of uh, trivia questions in two years that everyone will get wrong. If there are any convictions, if there are any prosecutions, they will be low-key and minor, and they will be done so as to not spread collateral damage to the bureaucracy, because the bureaucracy is what the DFL, one of the, one of the many institutions the DFL weaponizes to maintain control. So Minnesota taxpayers, assuming you're one of the ones who actually pay taxes, not or, or a net producer of taxes, unlike, say, state government employees, state public union employees, members of the nonprofit industrial complex who may pay taxes, but they get much more back because they are parts of the state. Anyway, Minnesota taxpayers, all of you in the private, all of us, I should say, in the private sector, uh, we're the ones who actually uh, will wind up uh, paying the bills here, and we're the ones who are going to lose. And the number one biggest loser on Tuesday night, Donald Trump's endorsement and coattails. I mean, some of the elections are still up in the air. Carrie Lake, last I checked, may still squeak in, although the battles over how ballots are counted in Arizona are getting to a level of abstruseness that I have a hard time following here. Uh, but you look at some of the other ones, uh, to Don Baldock, to, uh, to to Dr. Mehmet Oz, of course. Uh, most of the big ticket races where Donald Trump weighed in in a big way did not end well. Carrie Lake could still pull this off. Uh, Lee Zeldin outperformed expectations in New York, but didn't out <laughs> didn't outperform speculation. He didn't win. He got a fair number of votes. And when we start talking about the good news, let's... We'll we'll look at the good news in a bit here, because there is good news to be had. The GOP uh, captured most of the contested uh, House seats in New York, especially on Long Island, something I didn't think I would see in my lifetime. I think of the 10 seats that were actually uh, seriously contestable. I think last I heard, like, GOP uh, got or is expected to get six of them in New York State. This is telling you something, and it's not something bad. And let's not even, I I mean, it goes without saying that the news from Florida is gloriously wonderful. The the fact is Florida, which I want to emphasize this, the news from Florida and Georgia thus far, in the case of Georgia, is really good. Florida, obviously. I mean, it went strongly Republican to the point where it is essentially as solid a red state as Texas is these days. Now, let's not forget, both of these states, as recently as 2012, were swing states. Uh, Texas, not so much. But Florida was a swing state in 2012. That went to Barack Obama. I mean, when we were watching the election uh, at, the, uh, at the, one of the hotels, at the, at the quote, victory party, end quote, uh, the ironically named victory party in 2012, I mean, Florida was pretty much in the Obama camp bright and early in the evening. And, yeah, the party was over by 11 o'clock. I think they were, they were sweeping up streamers by 1030 that night because Florida went for Obama bright and early. And it was a swing state. You all remember how swingy it was in 2000. I mean, Florida's election results were being litigated 
into into the new year, as I recall, certainly into December, it was a swing state where every vote for either side counted, and it was on a razor's edge up until the last moment. And the Democrats still held out hope of turning Florida blue until fairly recently, and as of four years ago, were still making noises about turning Texas blue. Which, by the way, was one of the biggest losers this past year is the idea that, that Latinos are going to be a, a emerging progressive majority in this country. I haven't seen numbers yet about the breakdown, the, the breakdown of votes by ethnic lines. And hopefully the polls before the election were more accurate. Hopefully the polls we get now will be more accurate than the polls we got before the election that show that. Uh, but polls before the election, in fact, were showing that 40 percent of the Latino vote was likely to go Republican. And someplace over 12 percent of the black vote, especially black men, were likely voting for, for Republican candidates. Now, we'll find out if that came through. But the results in South Texas which is overwhelmingly Latino, were really encouraging. So that's all to the good. And the bit I urge you as a Minnesota Republican to, to keep in mind is look at Georgia. Georgia, in a lot of ways, I will coin this phrase. You can feel free to use it with credit if you want. Georgia up until, I don't know, four years ago, eight years ago, was kind of the Minnesota of the South. I mean, you have a big state. Largely red with an incredibly strongly blue metro area that stood a good chance of dominating Georgia elections on any given day. And yet, here you are with a fairly brilliant politician, Brian Kemp, winning a victory and a solid one at that. I mean, hopefully retiring Stacey Abrams for good, well, likely sending her to a job at MSNBC uh, for seven digits a year, likely. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, defeats like that, I wish I had. But Brian Kemp won and won solidly. And won solidly, notwithstanding the fact that, uh, that uh, well, the number one biggest loser was. Well, we'll come back to that. 651-289-4488. Let's go to the phones in Minneapolis. Pat, welcome to the Northern Alliance. You're on the air. Yes, I have a couple of questions. Um, first of all, I got something from my son at Walmart. They were putting him on the cars. It was a campaign sticker, campaign job. So I called it, and it said that they wanted people to go door-to-door, eight-hour shifts. This is a month or so before the election, and talked to them a little bit and um, found out it was uh, funded by Planned Parenthood. Yep. 24 bucks an hour plus $150 bonus if you completed so many assignments in Minneapolis and in um, the suburban areas. Yep. And the second thing is, um, in these big apartment buildings, in Edina, there's one, a Booth Manor, the Salvation Army one. They can go in and they go door to door. A friend of mine was there. They went into fourth floor and they were doing door knocking there. And I said, is this possible? What, how legal is this? And then uh, she asked the uh, management there and they said, yes, it's a law that anybody, any candidate can come in. Yep. They can't stop them. And I thought, well, are Republicans doing that? They probably don't do that. They do. I hadn't heard of that before. And what are your comments about, like, the Planned Parenthood thing? I, my pop, thank you very much for your call. First of all, it is legal. I, I, I'm not positive about the law requiring it, but I believe that's the case. I, and Republicans do it. That was one of the things we discussed years ago with uh, uh, two of our friends on the show, uh, uh, Margaret Martine, former colleague of ours here at the NARN, and a young colleague of hers who at the time was running for the Minnesota State Senate named Jennifer Carnahan, who was running a very aggressive uh, campaign for the state Senate in downtown Minneapolis. And part of her campaign, which, by the way, overperformed the GOP in downtown Minneapolis, both of them, uh, downtown and the north side, involved going into apartments and aggressively door knocking in the apartment buildings where so many people in uh, downtown Minneapolis live. And and by the way, you've, I saw references to a number of Republican candidates uh, going out and aggressively working apartment buildings. Our good friend of this broadcast, uh, Tanya Simon, who got reelected, by the way, to the uh, school board up in Maple Grove, Osseo, Osseo, Maple Grove, Osseo Grove, someplace in the northwest burbs, may as well be North Dakota. I mean, it's west of Lindo. But she won re-election. 
she was one of the bright spots uh, four years ago when she got elected to the school board. She got reelected uh, this past Tuesday, and she spent a fair amount of time door knocking in apartment buildings. Absolutely. As far as the Planned Parenthood, yeah, that's that's what happens on the left. That's what the left does. They marshal a lot of resources. And they pay people to go out on the streets to do the kind of jobs that Republicans depend on volunteers to do. This is a story as old as time in Minnesota. Big left buys a whole lot of people to do the footwork for them. It's a nice little part-time job for a lot of idealistic little kids. It's what they do. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike Gallagher, Midterm Projections. Here's what Newt said last night. The two most successful models, they use historic data. Both of them came in about the same number. They predict 44 to 46 seat gain by the Republicans in the House. Remember, when you get out of California, the Republican generic advantage is enormous. And in fact... In the swing states, even the Washington Post last week reported that Republicans are ahead something like 57 to 35 in the swing districts. What's your Senate prediction? Plus three to plus seven on the Senate, plus 20 to plus 50 in the House. And I hope he's right because it's our only chance to get this country back. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on hosts and search for whatever's on your mind you'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Right today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Are you looking for a unique Christmas gift that will keep on giving? We've partnered with Twin Cities award-winning photographer Wayne Moran for a special half-price lesson offer. Wayne will teach you all you need to know to take better images. Better image. Regular price for this five-lesson package is $500, now just $250. Only five of these special offers are available, so call the station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hey, don't forget, if you're a hunter, you know the weather has a huge impact on game movement. Get the info you need before you go out in the field. Uh, get yourself in position to bag your quarry. With the hunter's forecast, Thursday mornings at 7 and 11 and 3 and 7. Courtesy of Stock and Barrel, which is Minnesota's premier shooting range. He hides like Governor Waltz. Hiding out from a debate? Yeah, that's what I thought. 651-289-448. By the way, Stock and Barrel, uh, two locations in Chanhassen and Egan. I, I personally go to the Egan location relatively frequently. It's it's worth it. I, I've, I First time I've ever sprung to join a range, and Stock and Barrel is awesome. I, I mean, they're not paying me for a personal endorsement. 
but I, I love the place. I hope if you're looking for a, a, a shooting range in your life, I, I couldn't recommend them more highly. Uh, 651-289-4480. We'll be going back to the phones in just a moment here. Number one loser, Donald Trump's endorsement and uh, the notion of his coattails. Uh, Carrie Lake may pull it off again. Don Baldock uh, and many of the other candidates have not. We'll see how Herschel Walker does. Uh, hopefully we don't have Donald Trump uh, traipsing into Georgia saying, ah, the vote's all rigged, Republicans stay home. Hopefully we've all figured that out here. We'll, we'll be talking more about Donald Trump and what to do with and about him as Republicans later on in the broadcast here today. I, I will say this. Uh, I've had people ask, well, why didn't Scott Jensen seek Trump's endorsement? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I have a hunch I know, and I'll, I'll get to that in a moment here. But first, let me let me qualify my answer by saying I don't know. I, I have little or no connection on the inside of uh, Jensen's campaign per se. Not in my, I should say no real authoritative direct hotline to Scott Jensen or his most senior campaign campaign management. But my theory is Scott Jensen wanted Donald Trump's endorsement in the final uh, going of the race about as much as he wanted a case of whooping cough. It was not what he needed, and I think he knew it. And I th- there's two things that tell us this. Number one, his response to getting Trump's endorsement, which essentially said, well, thanks, but we got other things to work on here, so let's all pull together. Uh, he, was, it was, he wasn't exactly uh, wrapping himself in Donald Trump's endorsement, for better or worse. And I think it was, well, you could be the judge of that. The other thing that tells me that he didn't want it was, well, I did get a phone call. In the run-up to the election from someone who, I'm not going to name names, but someone who was very closely tied to the inner workings of one of the statewide candidate races, who is close to the inner circle, very close to the inner circle of, of one of the statewide races, who said, yeah, the Trump endorsement kind of threw a monkey uh, monkey wrench in the works for them. They were... They thought that they were getting their message out there. They thought they were being heard. And suddenly, over the course of the last few days of the election, after Trump sounded off, it was all about Trump. Trump was the only subject. That was what people wanted to talk about. That was, according to my source, within one of the campaigns. So my theory is Scott Jensen didn't ask for Trump's endorsement because he didn't want it. He wanted it about as much as he wanted a pair of 1970s seven-inch high-platform shoes. I don't know why that example came up. Something that nobody in their right mind wants at this point in history. We'll talk about Trump and what he means to the Republican Party and and the outlook going ahead to 2024 when we, when, uh, when we get a moment here. But let's uh, go back to the phones. In Egan, Barbara, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're live and on the air. Hey, Mitch. Uh, did you want to talk some more about my ideas about the endorsement process? Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, Barb, of course, chimed in on my pre-show shout-out, for those of you who weren't on the pre-show shout-out on my personal Facebook page, saying that the party endorsement desperately needs to get changed, which is, by the way, not the first time I've heard this this past week, or really, after every election the GOP loses, the idea that the endorsement needs to be changed, with the, the prima facie evidence this election being that... and quoting someone uh, from social media, uh, and I quote, Scott Jensen was crazy. We can't keep endorsing crazy people, end quote. So, Barb, you are a person of some repute in Republican circles. You want to change the endorsement process. Uh, let, let's hear the prescription. Well, I don't really have a prescription, but I see the problem as uh, what you mentioned in 2008, where there was this faction of the Ron Paul supporters who took over the endorsement process. And as you know, the endorsement process starts at precinct caucus level. And it seems to be too easy for an ideological faction of people to get all their delegates to show up at the state convention and end up uh, endorsing a candidate who is not, if you look at the overall spectrum of what a good candidate needs, they don't look at everything. They just look at their ideology. And one thing that seems to be overlooked over and over and over again is electability. Like William F. Buckley said, we need the most conservative candidate who is electable. Right. And we didn't do that this year. And I think I'm not sure what the faction was this year um, at the state convention, but we had a plethora of good candidates. And right away, they just drummed out of the convention all of the 
establishment, um, most electable candidates, I, in my view, would be most electable as people with some history and some name recognition, like Michelle Benson and Paul Gazelka. Yeah. They just got washed out in the first couple of rounds, and it, it got so bad that the worst candidate for governor I have ever seen in my history, Mike Murphy, ended up at one ballot count with the highest vote count. And it was insane to me. The guy was a joke. He couldn't raise any money. He ends up uh, throwing Kendall Qualls under the bus in his last temper tantrum of stomping off the stage. Uh, and, and the only thing I can explain this is that there was a faction that were uh, of the, the majority of delegates that were there. They were there with the sole purpose of um, endorsing a candidate who was um, either they make sure they're not a rhino, these, all these anti-rhino people, and and or an, an anti-establishment type yeah. candidate, and not looking at electability as a good thing. Electability is a good thing. Now, let me play, because I don't disagree with you on, on much of that. Of course, I was on Team Michelle, although I was not a delegate this time, a mistake I doubt I will make again uh, for the foreseeable future. I mean, I've spent way too many hours of my life in those seats, but I'll, I, I think it's time to, to get back into that here just after what we've seen here. But I, I, while I don't necessarily disagree, I'm going to play devil's advocate on a couple of things. First of all, I, I, I will share with you that I, I share my frustration with people who, who yak about the establishment. Because, first of all, what's the difference between a, a spirited, principled insurgent and the establishment? Getting elected one time. I mean, the idea is, yeah, yeah. yeah, all you have to do is be elected one time and you are the establishment. I've I've heard Tea Party candidates who came in and swept in in 2010 referred to as the establishment in 2012 by the Ron Paul mob. And so it's it's a fairly meaningless term. Uh, So so. The question I might have is, well, two things for starters. Yes, we endure, we had a, can, a field of candidates that got down to the final three this time that some would say were a little underwhelming. I happen to like Kendall Qualls. I think Mike Murphy uh, made a very good present. He, he, he worked the room well. He didn't raise a ton of money. He worked the room well. That affability certainly gets you votes with people. And uh, Scott Jensen, uh, well, let me ask you this. What what was the faction you think came in to support Scott Jensen? I have an idea, but was the, what was the faction this time? Well, um, when it comes down to the you know the bottom line, I think it was the people who wanted to make sure that we had a candidate who was not establishment, even though uh, Jensen had been in office, and, um, and not a rhino, which they were painting him as not being... They were not painting him as being a, a rhino. So well, he built he a lot of his appeal. On. I think that he was, built a lot of his appeal on the fact that he was he was a real. He, he threw a lot of bricks about the whole idea of the emergency declaration about COVID about 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 exactly. skepticism. And I supported him. I agree with him a hundred percent on everything he said about the vaccinations and COVID and the masks and all of that. Yep, but he and, wasn't a good candidate. Yeah, he he had he had things to uh, he, had, he had things he could have done better certainly. Uh, by the way, when you talk about the endorsement again, here's my devil's advocacy. Okay, you could be said that as some have said that Scott Jensen was quote too extreme end quote that he was quote crazy end quote. By the way, he had terrible message discipline. I mean, he was a great speaker. I give speaker points. I've heard him on the stump many times where he's like he he talked his first three minutes is brilliant stuff. Yeah. And very then, impressive in person. He is very impressive in person. But then a lot of times, even at the conventions and or some of the forums that I've hosted, he would make a great point, and then he would just keep on going into something. Was like, oh, you probably shouldn't have said that. That was bad. And I get it. When you're a doctor, it's good to look at the what you see and then go around the next corner to see if there's something you can't see, something you haven't haven't thought about. That's a very admirable trait in a doctor and a scientist. With a politician, it's not great messaging uh, discipline, and that's that hurt. That hurt Benson. I mean, he gave them some some choice sound bites that they're still they'll be using for for years. I have a hunch here right now. Now and we have to move along here to a break here. But Barb, uh, I'm going to play just a little bit of devil's advocacy here once and finally. I'm going to get to this now. Scott Jensen. Too extreme? Okay, perhaps, arguably. But it's the same process that gave us Jeff Johnson, who we are told was just too just too nice to win the election. Very uh, perfectly conservative credentials. 
Uh, very uh, not electable. He was not electable. Okay, not electable. But I knew he, he was not electable. He wasn't exactly a, an extremist candidate. There didn't exactly excite the passions oh. of the rabble rousers either. I don't think in either case. And, and I yeah no, but he's not electable. We got to look at electability more. It's the same. It's the same process that gave us Tom Emmer, who was perfectly electable, except for the fact that there was a Potemkin Republican on the ticket, and uh, he ran exactly. a huge, a huge financial uh, disparity. So. Really briefly, because we do have to move on here. But uh, what do you suggest in terms? Of, do you want to ditch the uh, the caucus process and move straight on to primaries? If I could run things, I would. I would do that. I I, I could probably be persuaded. Uh, thank you very much for your call, Barb. Uh, let's take a quick break. We got more phone calls on the line. By the way, if you're one of my new crowd of critics. By all means, give us a call. I'd love to mix this up. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM twelve eighty, the Patriot at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos pain relieving patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using SalonPOS reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use SalonPOS. It's good medicine. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. A teenage jihadist comes to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I met young Ahmed when I visited the Middle East. His father died fighting for ISIS, his mother was an extremist, and young Ahmed was going to be a suicide bomber by killing himself and others being sold out to violent Islam. Now, his mother and siblings, they came to Christ. They prayed nonstop for his salvation, and when it came, he was beaten nearly to death by extremists. And when I caught up with him several villages over, I asked, Ahmed, what's your Bible mean to you? And he said, I can look here and see where Jesus says they'll hate you because they hated me where Jesus says, I'm with you always. Now listen, having a Bible, it meant everything to him and gave him perspective. And his prayer was for believers there who need God's word to endure and persevere. And I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. Listeners, you've sent God's word to more than 1,200 Bibleist persecuted believers. We have 400 to go. We have to wrap up this week. Please pray about it at $5 a Bible and call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give it am980themission.com and help us finish strong. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Never take a pill unless it comes from your pharmacist. We lost my 18-year-old son who had a very bright future ahead of him, and it was stolen. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org to learn more. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. AM1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and we're looking to pay your mortgage or rent, if applicable, for the whole next year, 2023. You can enter to win once a day between now and December 21st at am1280thepatriot.com. Make sure you check in daily at our Freedom Fan Club page for a chance to score bonus entries. Think of all the things you can do with all of that money you're pumping into mortgages and rents for a whole year. I mean, I'm just the remodeling projects alone made me go, <laughs> I'm not eligible, but you are. Do it. I was laughing, 
between now and December 21st. AM1280thepatriot.com. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. You can also join me on hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. On Twitter, Gab Parlor, me, we, or Getter. Or you could just join me on the Northern Alliance Radio Network fan page on Facebook, where I am currently, even now, waving at you via the live stream. For those of you who like to have your <coughs> radio included with a little bit of video. So, and by the way, uh, it's, oh yeah, Brad Carlson brings up the great point on the uh, endorsement process. Uh, actually, a point that I was going to bring up uh, along with Brad here. We, we've had a number of people, including some non-traditional Republicans, say it's time to change the endorsement process. Uh, in fact, we had one person, a person whose opinion I greatly respect and who's uh, been a friend of this broadcast for about six, seven years now, uh, say, well, we need the, the state party needs to be able to step in and, and, and nullify a, uh, a, a bad endorsement like this. And I had to explain, this is not a person with a background in Republican politics. I won't name names, but you know who he is. He's been on the broadcast in the past. But again, not naming names. He said, yeah, it'd be best if the Republican Party could could slip in and and impose its will on the party. Now, and I said, yeah, the Republican Party, for say what you will about them, they are completely steeped in respect for the integrity of the activist. They preserve the will of the people who come out to caucuses and vote for delegates, the will of the delegates who vote at the BPOU conventions and thus up to the congressional district conventions and up to the state convention as absolutely sacrosanct, the way judges do with jury verdicts. The Republican Party considers the activists, the caucus-goers' will to be just that important. They are the base of the party. They are the people who make the party happen. And the GOP respects that, for better or worse. I mean, Dave Hand did not step up on the stage and say, okay, get off the stage, Murphy, get off the stage, Jensen, we're going to focus on... Uh, he wouldn't have the ability to do that. Now, technically, either does Ken Martin. But Ken Martin does, in fact, control who gets endorsed in the, D the DFL because... As we've seen in a number of uh, election cycles, for example, 2010, whereas uh, Brad Carlson uh, is uh, points out in the 2010 endorsement, Margaret Anderson Kelleher was the endorsed uh, choice of the DFL activist in 2010. And Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid were the uh, ticket in 2018. And uh, both of them were completely gun-decked by the DFL leadership. In 2018, Ken Martin, I think Ken Martin was still with uh, ACT UP, or not ACT UP, uh, ABM, uh, back in 2018, or 2010, rather. I forget who the chair was back then. Uh, at any rate, uh, the, the DFL went out and spent a ton of money making sure that their chosen candidates won the primary. That's why we had Mark Dayton beating out Margaret Anderson Kelleher. That's why we had Governor Klink uh, running for governor instead of uh, Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid. But remember, it's the Republicans who have the war on women. <laughs> that's right. So uh, that's that, that's that's how the DFL does it. They negate the power of their activists from the top down. The GOP doesn't do that for better or worse. The, the GOP respects its activists in a way that, that the, the Democrats don't and haven't in uh, 12 solid years, probably more, because there's other examples like that of, of the primary, uh, the, the DFL pushing candidates in the primary who, uh, who, who negate the choices of the activists. And by the way, as extreme as Governor Waltz and uh, co-Governor Flanagan are and will be this next four years, if Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid had been elected governor, I mean, we'd have red guards in the streets right now. Uh, so say that about about the process. The Republican Party, for better or worse, respects its activists. Just need to have better activists turn out and vote for people at these conventions. I think, by the way, I think the faction that turned out was the people who wanted to relitigate COVID and the emergency declaration, which is near and dear to a lot of our hearts. But it, now that the pandemic is over, is no longer the number one issue. It's a shame because emergency powers should be something that is public enemy number one. But we're going to have to win on other issues. And by the way, as Jim Schultz and Ryan Wilson showed, it can be done. 
they came within a whisper of winning. If Scott Jensen had done better, we'd have a Republican attorney general and, and state auditor at the very least right now. Anyway, more on that when we come back. Uh, let's uh, go to the phones here. Pat in Minneapolis, welcome to the Northern Alliance. Yeah. On national-wise, I blame McConnell for the, how, how he decided who got what money. But on the local level, how are we going to compete against George Soros and all the money that they have, outside money, aside from the Rockefeller here money? I mean, there's no there's no comparison how much money they are putting into everything. We're and get- also, the judges, one more question for you. Why wasn't there not one person running against a judge in Hennepin County? Because nobody, no lawyer wants to run against the judge against which they're going to be uh, trying cases in the near future. That's one of the great weaknesses of Minnesota's elect- uh, judicial system is that uh, judges very much hold it against lawyers when they are, are running against them in elections. It, it hurts their clients uh, in, in uh, future court cases if they don't win, and they almost never do. Uh, as far as McConnell, I've, I've heard people decrying Mitch McConnell. That's another whole subject right there. As far as how do we fight the Soros and Bloomberg and Rockefeller money here in Minnesota, uh, we <laughs> that's a great question. That's a question we have to ask Dave Hand one of these days. And, and by the way, we have to ask the big Republican donors who continually keep sitting things out. I mean, have been sitting it out since 2006. I mean, the big Republican donors have been largely absent for the better part of 15 years now, 16 years right now. Uh, let's see. Do we have time? I will try. Engie, you got about 30 seconds here. Uh, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, Mitch. Wednesday um, morning quarterbacks, and you know what I'm talking about. Yes. You know, it's easy to say we picked the wrong candidate, not electable. Why? Why not get behind the uh, person we endorsed? Um, you know, get in, involved in the process. I saw excitement uh, with Scott Jensen out in the public that I haven't seen since Coleman Wellstone 20 years ago. And I will say this, that uh, there's one victory personally for me and for Minnesota on uh, Tuesday night. Isaac Schultz, my future son-in-law, won in District uh, 10B. Excellent. Awesome. There are a few things. to. By the way, thanks as always for your call, Engie. Uh, Bloomington is a better place for you having uh, been involved. Anyway, thanks for your call. Yeah, there, there, there is good news to be had out there. And we'll talk about some of that at least with our next guest. David Strump, former colleague here at AM12A, The Patriot, now gone on to work with that other former colleague, Ed Morrissey, at HotAir.com. Much to talk about when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM12A, The Patriot. furnace being a turkey gobble up these savings from standard heating and air conditioning save up to one thousand five hundred dollars on a new furnace and air conditioner combo ask about their zero percent financing this holiday season did you know that standard heating also installs boilers this month save up to one thousand dollars on any boiler that's two offers this month with savings of up to one thousand five hundred dollars be sure to ask about installing a water heater with your purchase Don't wait and be left out in the cold this winter. Be proactive and save some cold, hard cash. Call for your free estimate today. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, a family-owned and operated business, is located right here in the Twin Cities. Visit StandardHeating.com to see their Black Friday specials. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. Call to schedule an appointment and mention the Patriot. That's Standard Heating for all your heating needs this winter. StandardHeating.com. Some days I feel so down, I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment, and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Stock market have you nervous with massive fluctuations? With the impact of inflation, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. But with Vantage Point, you won't have to guess. Text money to 813-813 to find out how you can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text money to 813-813 and find the consistency and confidence you've been looking for in your trading. 
Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to get in or out of a trade. Text the word money to 813-813. We'll send you a link to our free live training. Protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Text money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting in, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash disclaimer and consent to receive calls and text using automated technology or pre-recorded voice about offers or info by or on behalf of Vantage Point. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is WW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.